A lot of people have asked me, you know, what happened last last year with my wife. And I've debated about whether or not I should even say anything. But I'm going to tell you all about it. Hey, what's up? My name is JC, and this is Life and Times of a Native Son, Season 2, Episode 10. So I hope you guys have all been doing well. Um, I haven't, uh, I haven't really been very consistent on this, and, um, I wish... I wish that I was, but, um, it's just hard for me to, the last year it's been hard for me to focus on it. It's kind of been hard to focus on really anything, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, coming up on the anniversary, well, whatever you want to call it, I don't know, uh, Basically, uh, January 13th is right around the corner and be the, you know, Mark, our first year, my kids and I, um, without my wife and without their, their mom. And You know, the last couple of days have been more than, I guess, the last couple of days. The last since Thanksgiving, I guess. Um, It's been, we've kind of had this impending, or I have anyways, that, you know, this date was coming up. And and it's been getting, it's, you know, progressively getting harder and harder. And like right now, it doesn't really help a lot because the weather is exactly like it was last year at this time. And I mean, mean, it's probably going to, it's going to be the same way every year because it's Minnesota. Um, But. You know, a lot of people that I know, um, don't know what happened. And, um, I've been, you know, and I've told the story a lot to the people that have asked. And, uh. Um, 
and I've debated on whether or not to do this for the last, whatever, for for the last eight months, eight or nine months, probably, whether or not I should, should, should put this out there. And I know that this is going to be really difficult for me to do, but at the same time, it's there, it's therapeutic for me to do it. It's therapeutic for me to talk about it. And, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. Um, so I guess you got to kind of got to start with, uh, with a little bit about, with a, with a little bit about what April had been diagnosed with ulcerative colitis about 10 years ago. I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a hundred percent sure on how long ago it was, um, but she'd been living with it for for more than that, and I think she was part of her was just a little bit afraid uh, to go in and find out what was wrong because it's kind of a scary thing. It's not, you know, it's not a terminal disease or anything, but what happens with ulcerative colitis can be pretty scary. Um, so she had had ulcerative colitis, and you know, one of the things that happens with ulcerative colitis is uh, you get she would be like muscle pain and aches and pains were normal for her and one of the other things that would happen is uh, just bumps and bruises and twit you know whatever just would take a little bit longer to heal and uh, April was had gotten to a point where she was, you know, very active. Uh, you know, every morning, treadmill and I don't know calisthenics, weights, and a bunch of things. And last year, I'd fixed up one of the rooms so that she had a little workout studio. I mean, it wasn't like. She was going to Planet Fitness or anything down there, but she had a decent little, little area with, you know, uh, and we'd gotten her a new treadmill. I, our treadmill's freaking brand new, pretty much, right now, and not getting used. Um, but every morning I would wake up to the sound of the treadmill, and uh, she loved it. She loved it. She loved working on it. And I think it made her feel good about herself. <laughs> so every morning waking up to the treadmill. And then I want to say sometime around Thanksgiving time, uh, she had um, got a, I don't know, something with either her knee or her ankle um, while she was on the treadmill. And, you know, she had... I get back up a, a little bit is with the ulcerative colitis. Sometimes you'd have flare-ups and sometimes it, it would be really bad and sometimes it wouldn't. And she had had a couple of really good years. And then the last two years, um, she had had flare-ups again and they would be just as bad as they were during the beginning. But eventually she, you know, she would get them under control. And, uh, uh, last year was just tough. 
or the year before was tough for her. Um, but anyway, she um, had twisted her ankle or something on the treadmill and um, I wasn't on the treadmill for a while and, um, and I knew how much it meant to her. Uh, so when I woke up on, it was like, I think it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I had woke up and I could hear, and I heard her on the treadmill. And it's like, oh, well, that's great. You know, she's feeling good enough to be back on the treadmill. And yeah, I think she made it two days, two or three days with being able to use the treadmill. And until um, she had... I don't know if it was her hip or her knee this time, but she, one of those things was sore after that. And so uh, she's like, oh, you know, I'm a little sore. And then that turned into her back. And so then her back was hurting. And um, she'd been... and. Partially, one of the other things with ulcerative colitis is aspirin or ibuprofen and all of that stuff a lot of times would cause her to have a flare-up. So she'd have all of these different things going on and she couldn't take aspirin or anything. And, um, well, she could and she kind of, you know, you knew that she was really sore if she would take two aspirin. Most of the time if she, or not aspirin, but exenaminophen or ibuprofen uh, most of the time she'd just take half of one um so um she her knee or whatever had turned into her lower back hurting and I get and it, it had been started to get pretty bad and then um on a Saturday morning, she woke me up at, at around 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning and said, I need you to take me to the ER because my back is really sore and I coughed up a little blood. And so I was like, okay. And I got, got, we got in the truck and, um, went to the ER and I said, I don't, you know, are, are they even going to let me in? And normally when with either her or the kids, I would go in and sit by. And so I knew, you know, everything that they knew about what was going on. And, um, we, we didn't know whether or not I was even going to get to go in. And so go to the ER and I'm walking her in and they said, no, you can't come in. And I said, well, why don't you just call me? I'll drive around. You can call me when you know when you're done and uh I, and she's like all right yeah cool all right. so i'm driving around for a little while i don't know yeah sometimes the er just seems to take forever and for whatever reason this time it didn't take very long and april called me and she said uh, i got pneumonia and i was like what and she was like yeah i know it's i don't i you know, I don't feel sick. The only thing that she did was she coughed up a little blood. And, you know, and I suppose people do that all the time. Not whatever, when you get a cold. I don't know. 
I don't know. But, so she had coughed up a little blood. And that that's what she told me. I didn't see it. So I don't know how much blood she actually coughed up. And maybe it was a lot. And maybe that's what scared her into wanting to go to the ER. So... We're both like uh, pneumonia, and she's like, "I know it's weird." I said, "I said, did they test you for COVID?" And she said, "No." And I was like, "That's weird. How can they tell you you got pneumonia, and they didn't even test you for COVID?" And she's like, "I know it's really weird." Uh, this is our local hospital here, Saint Cloud uh, Center Care or whatever it's called. <laughs> so I pick her up. We get her her um, I don't know antibiotics. Uh, amoxicillin or whatever it was um and she starts to take it you know all the kids are all all the kids are still home i'm back at the office at this point the kids are still home you know learning at home um and uh the last couple of days of her of the taking the amoxicillin she started she was back on the treadmill feeling good again and um it's like oh great this is awesome you know and uh she uh texts me at at work and says you know your carter's got to pick up some stuff at school can you take him or can you pick it up for him and it's like sure does you know does he want to go with and she said well i'll find out and um yeah my son wanted to go with and um, uh, she said, oh, yeah, and you might want to stop over at my mom's house and pick up the snowblower because it's supposed to snow a lot. And uh, I said, OK. And that was, you know, the last text that I sent her. just said okay um so I come home and um I pick up my son and my oldest daughter she wants to go out too she wanted to pick up some stuff to make some food she saw on an anime thing um and so off we go and um we went to the school to pick up Carter's stuff, and we couldn't get in the school. We went in and went around because the gym part of the school was open. Um, there was nobody in the office, so we had to go around to the where the gym was, and it was there's all the doors going back into the school were locked. So came back out again, and this time when we went back, all the lights in the office and everything were off, and you know. The teacher had supposedly said, go pick him up this, you know, this day. I think it was Wednesday. On Wednesday. And so, um, we're like, all right. So we leave and, um, go pick up, uh, my daughter's stuff. And, and normally we would just kind of kick it and hang out for a little bit. We'd do, you know, go to the mall or whatever, anytime. And my kids and I still do this. We like to try to get out every day. And, 
even if it's just whatever doing a lap around the mall or walking around target or or whatever we still try to do that um so come we come but we didn't this day we didn't we just like you know what i just kind of want to go home and um come home and I, i i don't even remember if i ate supper that day because I think I just came and picked him up my my son and my daughter up and we left I don't I don't maybe I grabbed something on the way out I don't know I don't remember that and part of the reason why I wanted to do this a long time ago is because I didn't want to forget all the details um, um so we leave to go home we get home and it's about seven o'clock i don't know maybe a a little bit earlier than that and a little bit before seven i suppose and uh we walk in the door april's in the bedroom my wife is in our bedroom watching tv and uh And she asked my son, did he get his stuff? And he's like, no, that we couldn't get into school. And she says, well, make sure you email your teacher so that you can find out when you can pick up your stuff. And he's like, okay. And and I put my pajamas on and I went downstairs because our downstairs is where the big TV is. So I went downstairs and I sat down on the couch and I had just uh, put my feet up and my oldest daughter um, she says from upstairs so at this point my son is in his bedroom which is downstairs he's playing Xbox uh, my oldest daughter is in the kitchen. We have, I don't know what you call those things, like a little bar. Um, little short countertop with bar chairs. And she's there drawing on her computer. Um, my youngest daughter is in the living room, which is kind of, which, which wasn't normal for her. Normally she would be right next to my oldest daughter. Um, you know, both of them sit up at the up that on that little counter and play games. But this this night, she was on the edge of the couch. I don't know, playing Roblox or having whatever her and her friends were playing online and talking, or I don't know. But they were all online, and uh, April was in the bedroom watching TV. I'm downstairs watching on the big TV, and. I don't know what, and I haven't, I haven't talked to my daughter, my oldest daughter about this part. So I don't know what happened leading up to my daughter. So my oldest daughter, um, downstairs, I'm downstairs. She, from the top of the stairs, she says, mom wants you. It's important. And I, at first I'm irritated because I, 
just got home. I just put my pajamas on. I just sat down. And then my daughter said it again in, in, in the exact same tone. It was, Mom wants you. It's important. Mom wants you. It's important. And the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, God, you know, cookies on the on the top shelf or something silly like that. Can you take out the trash or can you run to um, the store and get me a snack, you know? And then the second time she said it, even though she said it the exact same way, I, I immediately jumped up and started running up the stairs. And I, I don't know, you know... Um, maybe 25 stairs and I'm, I'm running up the stairs and when I get about to the second or third stair from the top I heard a, like a thud I had to run through the kitchen and and she's on the bathroom floor kind of by the sink on her on her side but kind of on towards her belly and I start to turn her over And I asked my oldest daughter to come help me because, you know, if her shoulder gets messed up because I can't turn her over, then it's going to take, a, you know, another two weeks to heal. Uh, so I asked my oldest daughter to come help. And I get her on her back. And... Um, I pick up her feet because, you know, she's breathing and she's just not looking at anything. She's like, like she's passed out. And, um, I pick up her feet because I, I don't, I don't know where I saw it, but I heard that if, or saw that if somebody passed out or is knocked out, that if you hold their feet up the the blood will rush back to their head and they'll get they'll get up. And so I did that. And it wasn't working. And at this point her body starts doing some things that I suppose a body is doing. To try to stay stay alive. And when I saw this, I told my daughter. My, this is my oldest daughter. I said, grab my phone and call 911. And so... She gets my phone. She'd already called, dialed it. And so by the time I get it, they're already on. And, you know, I told them what happened. April had bumped her head somewhere, too. So she had like a little bump above her eye and there was like a little blood and there's a little 
little bit of blood. It was not, it wasn't one of those like a cut or anything, just a, you know, a little, little blood. And, um, my daughter, my oldest daughter is on the floor and she's holding her mom's hand and she's saying like, I love you. You don't wake up and shit like that. And I'm on the phone and they asked me if she was breathing. And this is all like chaos at this point. And so I leaned down and I was pretty sure that I couldn't hear it. I don't think I wanted to believe it. It wasn't sure. <laughs> so they asked me to do CPR. And I didn't want my daughter to see that. <laughs> and so I told her to go be with her little sister. At this point. My, my youngest daughter had said that she was playing with her friends and um, she got off line with her friends and she said I don't know something's happening with my mom and she just closed her computer and sat down on the floor by the wall which was Facing the opposite way from where we were. And so my daughter came, went out to be with her. My son is still downstairs. And, you know, they told me, they said, you don't have to blow anymore. We don't do that. She said, just 25 compressions and then stop. And so I'm still worried about her healing. And so when I'm doing these compressions, I'm not being rough. And I'm, but I'm doing them and I could feel, feel it. And I got through 25 and she said, Jack, to see whether or not she was breathing. And this time I did. And I know that I didn't hear anything. I knew it then. And I said, no, I don't hear anything. And she's like, all right, go again. And I don't know, I think I got to 10. When a cop came in the door, came running in. And he said, grab her feet, bring her to the kitchen. Or bring her out, because there's not enough room in here for the EMTs or the paramedics to work on her. So he grabs her arms. I grab her legs. And we bring her out to the kitchen. As we're coming out to the to the kitchen, all of a sudden all the paramedics come in. And before I know it, they're all working on it. And then cops. 
So, I don't know. There was probably... They kept coming in. You know, at first, I think it was three or paramedics or two paramedics and the cop. I don't know. There's just a lot of shit going on. But they kept coming in. And I went to check on my kids, my my daughters. I couldn't get downstairs to my son because the kitchen... You had to go to the kitchen to get to the downstairs. And, uh... They start, you know, doing their stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and I'm like walking around. You know, I check on my kids. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Cop, one of the cops comes over. The cop that got there initially. And he starts asking me what happened. And I tell him what was what happened. And I don't, re- you know, remember all of it. And then a couple of really shitty things about when this happened is the cops have to talk to each one of the kids on their own. And so the cop brings uh, Clara into the other room. At this point, I'm not even sure I knew where my phone was. Um, So... The cop is talking to, you know, asking Clara what happened. And and then he talks to Chloe. And uh, I think my daughter brought my phone to me and I said, or um, I don't know. I don't remember who called my mother-in-law. Um, somebody did and it just she lives like six blocks from us and uh, I thought she would be there right away and I think I remember talking to her and I was like she's like Sue her, her sister is coming over and Sue lost her son two years before I think it was two years before that she lost her son, Kyle. And then uh, I said, you know, she's like, somebody, you want somebody from Joy to come? And and I was like, that's the the church that she was going to. And I said, yeah. And so (sighs) it's chaos and there's all these things happening around us. And, um, you know, they ask if they can talk to my son. And so the cop and I have to go outside around the house. I'm in my pajamas and a t-shirt. It's cold as shit. And I have to go around the outside of the house. And, uh, then we go downstairs. And, uh, my son... My son is playing his Xbox. He had no idea what was happening upstairs. He's like, why is this cop here? You know, like, he had this look on his face like, what the, like, what the fuck is going on? And, um, so, you know, that's how he found out all of this. 
And so I leave. I go back up the stairs. The cop is talking to my son. And, you know, my mother-in-law gets there. Sue gets there. And the minister and his wife get there. And, uh, you know, praying. My son comes back upstairs to the living room where all of us are. I don't think yet. Yeah, I don't think he had came yet. Um, because I feel like it was, you know, Sue and the minister and my mother-in-law who was running around. I just let me be, let me get to her, you know, let me get to her. But they wouldn't, you know, because they're working on her and she just wanted to pray over her. Um, but you know, my, my daughter is like, is she going to be okay? My youngest who was 12 at the time, she's like, is she, is she going to be okay? Is she going to be okay? And, and I, I think I, I think I knew because it was just taking them too long. You know, they were, it'd been, you know, seven o'clock. And I think when they left, it was seven forty-five. Um. So, I was sitting there, my daughter is, you know, and I are on the couch, and I get up, and I go in there to see what's going on, but actually, part of it was to kind of um, calm my mother-in-law down, because she was like, just let me at him, just let me, let me buy her, or whatever, and I kind of go in there, and one of the paramedics big fat guy sitting up in against my kitchen sink with his arms crossed and you know there's all these other paramedics around he looked like he was different than the others because he had a different he had a white shirt on and the other ones didn't and uh he's he's like i heard this my oldest daughter heard it and my mother-in-law heard it he said they're going to have to start calling me the angel of death because this is my seventh one this week. And this is Wednesday. And had there not been all of these, you know, cops and paramedics in my house, I probably would have, it would have, it would have taken everything to get me off of him. I would have beat the shit out of him. So... You know, we're all still in shock, even though he says that. I think that we were just like, what the, f- what, you know, what the fuck is going on? And I go back into the living room to be with my daughter. And my mother-in-law goes out there and she's sitting behind me. I'm sitting on the couch and Chloe's on the kind of where she was before. And uh, I see the cop come around the corner. And at this point, I know what he's going to do. Because I heard him say it in the other room. And... Um, I'm looking at him. And he says, I'm JC. Like that, you know. And I could tell my daughter is looking at me. And she's saying, is she dead? Is she dead? Is she dead? Like over and over again. And I see the cop. And I see him coming. I know what he's got to, what he's doing. And I'm shaking my head like, not now, not in front of my daughter. And I'm trying to do it so that my daughter doesn't know that I'm doing it. 
And he says, JC, and he told me, and my, and my my daughter, I know she heard it, but she's still like, is she dead? Is she dead? And I had to look at her, and I couldn't say anything. I couldn't say anything, but I shook my head, yes. And my daughter just goes, no. And I hug her. And, you know, that room kind of went to shit. At that point, my son and my oldest daughter come in. And, um, you know, and before we know it, you know, they, it gets a little bit more quiet. People start to leave and they bring in the, whatever you want to call it, when they put the gurney or whatever it is that they put people on to get into the ambulance. And, um, They put my wife on it, cover her up, and, you know, take her. And, uh, you know, immediately grab my kids, and we get in a little huddle. And I said, don't let this beat us. I said, don't let this defeat us. Everything that we do from here on out, we do for her. And um, people start leaving. And, uh, we, uh, go to my mother-in-law's house. And, uh, somebody, one of April's friends had posted something on Facebook so that people knew what was going on. My kids and I all wanted to leave and we didn't want to be in our house. We went, you know, to my mother-in-law's house. We all slept in the same room. I don't, I don't know how much the kids slept. I couldn't sleep. I'd close my eyes and try to sleep. And I couldn't. And so... Um, you know, and then... All the other stuff, you know, people started coming. You know, for the funeral. And 
I think for I don't know a long time especially early going in the beginning it was you know moment to moment you were living moment to moment you know and that probably went on till after the funeral like literally from January 13th until the funeral it was moment to moment and then after the funeral and people all left and it seemed like that's how it worked is uh, everybody was gone and then it was my kids and I you know trying to pick up the pieces we still are and put on put on a good face but I'm hollow I feel hollow and I know that I'll get better I know that it'll get better because the times of feeling normal you know I I get that every once in a while where I feel like a normal person like life was before all this happened and sometimes I'm able to just forget all about it in the moment but it's like this thing over my shoulder just sad that for April and for my kids You know, I used to say a lot that it's not a time in hell that I wouldn't do for my kids. And I feel like God took me up on that. And I ain't mad. I'm not mad at God. I'm not. I don't understand it. I'll never know why. And I don't even know if I want to know why. Because what if that answer ain't good enough? What if my reason for this happening isn't worth? Isn't worth it. I'm not mad at God. I'm mad. And I get pissed. Because nothing fits anymore. You know? Nothing fits. Nothing in this world fits me anymore. You, know, you can't watch TV. You can't see commercials. 
none of that works for for my life and it's unfair that my kids you know see normal families on TV see normal families when they go to the mall when they go to school that's not fair And I hope that it makes them stronger. I feel like it, like it is, it has already. But it's postponed a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Progress fucking stopped for a little while. And I don't know how long it's going to be. Until, until we, whatever, or until I, you know, don't feel broken anymore and pissed and sad. But I know it'll happen. You know, there, there is a, there is that, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and there's been a lot of silver linings through all of this with my relationships with a lot of my old friends and seeing the goodness in people but it won't it won't beat me it won't and my kids are going to be stronger for it (laughs) I mean I guess if I had you know, trying to sum all this up because this so far I think is the longest I've ever that I've done a, a podcast or whatever. Um, I mean, if I was to sum it up to you, and it's I don't want to be cliche or anything, but don't you know take anything for granted. You know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. You know, life being. You know, there's a lot of shit in in life that can happen that you can you can be okay from. But don't take the people. You know, you can get fired from a job. You know, you can get whatever. All kinds of shitty things can happen to you. But losing somebody, you can't change that. You can't fix that. You can't bring them back. So don't take them for granted. You know, don't. Don't hold on to bitterness, you know. Don't hate your dad for something he did when you were... For not being the perfect dad or... You know, don't hold on to petty bitterness and don't... Just love love the people in your family. Don't take them for granted. And if you're married... love that person you know don't be afraid to show them do good things for them I don't know I'm kind of rambling but that's what happened and uh, it'll be a year in 
in two days from when I'm recording this. So that's it. That's all I got. My name is JC, and this has been Life and Times of a Native Son. Peace. I'm out.